0: Artificial intelligence, the reality, the pitfalls, and ways it's helping businesses today. That's what we're talking about in today's podcast. Today, our esteemed guest is Joya Messinger, founder of Linked Objects, a consulting firm that you'll learn a little bit more about later who created, along with her team, Arlo, which is the number one do-it-yourself smart home security system in the market today with, hello, 48% of US market share. She's a serial high-tech entrepreneur, senior executive, consultant, and mentor who loves creating great products with great people. Joya, thank you for joining us today to talk about your experiences with AI and shedding light on what's being called the fourth industrial revolution. Absolutely. It's a pleasure being here. Welcome to all. I'm Kelly McCauley, producer of the Director's Cut podcast for Corporate Directors Forum and president of McCauley Company, where we help good leaders become great through high impact executive coaching and results-driven leadership programs. Before we dive in, here's some more important background on Joya's leadership journey. As founder and CEO, her passion is to lead her teams to bring innovative ideas from initial spark to life-changing. Products created by Joya's teams have won numerous awards, including CES Innovation Award, Popular Science 100 Best Innovations of the Year, IDEA, and have appeared in numerous publications, including The New York Times, Wall Street Journal, Time, and Business Week. So, Joya, in your role as a leader, founder, board member, and serial entrepreneur, how have you used artificial intelligence in your companies?
1: Sure. I mean, AI is a, is a big subject matter, um, and it's a big buzzword right now. But um, there's many uh, aspects of, of AI, and uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the panelists at um, uh, Corporate Director Forum was uh, Eugene Izakevich, along with myself and a couple other folks. And um, I, was, uh, I worked with Eugene very, very closely at Brain Corporation for a few years, uh, and um, we, uh, you know, we went down the path of hey, uh, where can AI be used in the various modalities? And in their in their case, uh, there's a, a lot of uh, robotics associated with it um, as well. And so um, it's interesting because AI is befitting in many aspects of business. Uh, for example, in the case of robotics, we're looking at uh, where can robots be used and robots typically will be used when there's um, an opportunity to um, disrupt a, a very large workforce that is doing repetitive tasks. And similar to um, on factory factory floors where um, uh, robots have been used for many, many years um, on assembly lines, now you're looking at robots potentially doing, um, being out in the open, if you will, uh, but also engaged in what uh, would be called um, dull, dangerous, um, dirty, and um, um, uh, and dark tasks, if you will. <laughs> so, so that's where robots would be used. Um, and uh, in the case of Brain Corporation, um, one of their first products uh, was or is a a clean a commercial cleaning robot. So that's a robot that. Um, Um, instead of having a human push one of these very large uh, cleaning machines uh, down aisles at bonds or Costco you will now have an autonomous uh, machine kind of cleaning the floors on their own Um, and you'll start seeing robots appear in similar situations not necessarily just cleaning robots but you know servicing robots for example bringing you um, food or, or whatever it is that you may order for uh, room service in a hotel, for example, or uh, picking lettuce or, um, or, or picking other types of fruit or, or driving combines down a field. These are all um, repetitive tasks that are done kind of out in the open uh, where robots uh, are gonna be used more and more. And then AI in general, in other aspects, um, one good place where uh, AI is is being used is uh, essentially looking at massive amounts of data. Um, sometimes video data, because it's so rich, has the opportunity to be and to to have AI be used in in a very appropriate fashion, making determinations as to whether something is seen or not seen in a in a particular frame. Uh, or whether you know there's a, a massive attack happening um, on your network, for example, there are signatures, quote unquote, that are there are classic signatures that a computer can recognize much faster than humans can. And by looking at a, a ton of data, uh, the computer can learn what signatures to look for or preempt them. Um, and similar fashion in, uh, in video security. It's, it's, uh, um, it's a world where we've seen a ton of video um, that essentially typically isn't really used or, or looked at by humans uh, until there's an event that happens and then there's a post-facto evaluation of the video. Well, with AI, you can um, predict um, certain things that, that could be happening on that video frame. So, I mean, I can go on and on about where AI can be used um, in, in various fields, but these are some of the fields that I'm um, very comfortable and aware of.
0: Yeah, I noticed in my research that MasterCard was using it to detect fraud on, you know, in various areas in their organization, especially, of course, with the credit cards. So, So tell us, what are the most important things, pros and cons, to know about AI right now,
1: Well, um, you know you have to understand, I think, kind of the state of AI and the promise that um, that it has. I mean, there's been a lot of AI's been present for a really long time in our in you know in our minds and uh, uh, certainly on on um, film and TV shows, you know we've had robots and and AI. Function in many ways, but you know, there's been AI in a lot of products that we've been using for a long time. So the promise of AI has been kind of fluctuating and evolutionary in in a way. And so um, I think one of the things that people have to be comfortable about is um, determining what um, kind of samples that they're going to be using to train their AI, for example. Um, there was a recent story uh, about a Microsoft chatbot that was being trained kind of out in the open. And then it ended up um, really not being the most, uh, it's a, certainly a resourceful way of training uh, some of these AIs. But it doesn't necessarily exemplify uh, the type of society that we want to live in, for example. And then there's, similar, there's a similar article about um, Amazon. Using an AI and being trained by some of the data that they had in their um, human resources data set, but you know it excluded a lot of women from uh, potentially being hired. And so there's lots of things wow. about AI that, yeah, that you know there's lots of things that are about AI that um, that have biases, implicit biases.
0: Wow, um, that, that, uh, that we, we yeah. You think that that would be <laughs> the point to have AI? <laughs> Right. Uh, Right. Except
1: that um, if we're using data sets that are out, you know, that are available, I mean, you know, you're you're grabbing data from a variety of sources. But if you're using data sets that are available and they're yours, um, you know, there are these kind of biases inside of organizations already or, you know, there's scientific biases. There are uh, racial biases. There's all sorts of biases in society that are now. Um, basically permeating into these AI engines if you will and so that's something that one has to be conscientious about when uh, when it goes about doing things like that well well, by the way the the Amazon uh, the Amazon AI was never really launched it was an internal program Um, and and you you can find it up in the news here in the last couple days but Um, so it was never something that was fully used, but it was, um, you know, it was thought to be some potential HR tool that could be used to really quickly scan candidates, but it turned out that, you know, it had its
0: own internal biases. That is just a surprise, and I'm, thank you for sharing that, because it never occurred to me that that could be the case. I was at a conference this week, it was the CEO Summit for conscious capitalism, and we did a program I co-facilitated with Trudy Bourgeois and Cheryl Rosner on diversity, equality, and inclusion. But the the, the buzz around the conference about AI was that oh, it's very feminine, and it's a very um, you know has that quality to it. So, have you heard that talk? And if yes, could you weigh in on that?
1: Um, I have not heard that talk. I mean, um you know there is there is certainly a um a potential for creating unbiased data but uh, but what we're doing is we're creating well there are huge data sets, for example, you know netflix amazon google um facebook have enormous data sets and um, and those data sets are created by you know essentially the the customers of uh, of these big companies right and so so essentially if you have um if you have mainly let's say you know amazon reviews or or netflix reviews or whatever are 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 certainly skewed potentially by um you know by the customers that that give reviews and you know we we know oftentimes that reviews skew negatively for example, uh, and that they're written by you know particular demographics of people, and so if you're by by nature those data sets are going to skew one way or another. Now you could use these skewing mechanisms to do that, but then you know then now you're starting to insert all sorts of stuff into your AI engine that may or may not be productive. So, right. You know. So uh, so there are societal biases. Um, that uh, we have to be aware of and uh, potentially try to figure out how to uh, unbias the data or create data sets that are, you know, in a way cleansed up. We saw that, I mean, you know, we saw that during the election cycle. Um, there's lots of um, ways of, uh, of tainting um, the
0: data sets um, to skew in one direction or another. sure. Sure. So given that, what advice do you have for leaders who are not super familiar with AI, but want to explore if it makes sense for their organization?
1: Well, there's no question that I think data is, you know, kind of driving, um, is driving the world. And we're all, you know, basically, we should all be very data driven in our, um, uh, in our management of companies. And so, I think one would have to be aware of what that, you know, what does that mean? And then try to create, um, um, you know, if, if, if something is incredibly biased then try to figure out what, what is really going on with those data sets. Um, so being aware of, uh, of the intrinsic biases is very important. Um, but also, you know, not being afraid of actually trying things out because it's there's not like one solution for everybody right i mean data um, data is um, is very much kind of specific to each company and what what it is that they want would like to do with that data and I think it's very important for people to uh to utilize data as much as possible in their in their day to day management and that makes you very aware of what's really going on with these data sets and um people that and and companies that don't embrace um, you know data sets and kind of management by by data uh, are gonna miss out because that really is you know provides you opportunity to have an enormous um, view of what the customer base is and what's the customer telling you how can you reach the customer. There's lots of things um, that um, you know data allows you to do that. Um, you 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 wouldn't be able to do otherwise.
0: That's a great point. But, you know, I also found in my research that in the advertising world, eighty percent of leaders and people working in those in that industry are very familiar with AI, as well as sophisticated in applying it. As we saw, you mentioned it earlier in the elections process.
1: Absolutely. I mean.
0: Um, you know,
1: what's interesting is that now, you know, there's probably uh, companies that know more about you than maybe even you know about yourself, right? (laughs) So you may not remember, you know, where you lived uh, 15 years ago, but they they remember, they know where you live and what products you were buying. And, you know, um, so there's lots. Uh, lots of data that's being uh, provided by us as individuals uh, as individual consumers and that is being exploited in a variety of ways whether we want it to or not that that is really what's happening um, and we're getting a lot of benefits from it as well I mean you know um, for example Ratings uh, at uh, at Yelp or Amazon—they're really helping us make better decisions. And similarly with you know Netflix: Will I like this movie? Would I not like this movie? You know, there's all that stuff that's kind of beneficial to us as consumers. We also have to understand that you know that data is not is really coming from us. So and and appropriately manipulated.
0: Yeah, it's kind of it's exciting and spooky at the same time as I listen and learn
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um you know before i used to think well there's just absolutely no way people are gonna give you know information about their health care or information about their you know life experiences or whatever on facebook well nowadays i mean I see all sorts of stuff. I mean, like HIPAA, you know, the uh, um, the health um, act sure. that you know health right. that protects uh, consumer information. Right. Is you know there to protect your your you know healthcare medical information. Well, people go up on Facebook and say exactly what they have, what <laughs> the doctor told them what they're on, all this stuff, they're violating their own HIPAA, right, and
0: then, (laughs) I promise you won't find that on Facebook, for me,
1: (laughs) (laughs) right, so, yeah, so, and, and, and then, you know, what happens is, you know, that data is aggregated with more data from you, and we can tell all sorts of stuff about you.
0: Oh, boy. So now on to one of my loves, which is teams and creating cultures that allow people to show up and do their best. So you've got your consulting firm, Linked Objects, and you are founder and CEO of the company that created Arlo plus other life changing award winning products throughout your 15 plus year as in this role. So what's your philosophy for building innovative and winning teams?
1: Um, Well, I don't think I have one specific philosophy. It's just kind of like a life philosophy, which is, um, you know, I certainly don't know everything. I always try to get people around me or put people around me that know a whole lot more than I do about specific subjects. So for me, it's about not being scared to hire the best around me. And, uh, um, and uh, you know, I, I kind of certainly become a piece of that team, but I'm, you know, by no means, um, things don't just rotate around me. So I, that's what I try to do. I try to hire um, the best possible people that know about a subject matter way more than I do. So that's that. Then I try to have um you know very uh open discussions with folks um and i try to have fun you know i i i see myself like hey can i go have uh coffee with this person would i be able to have dinner with them you know i tend to when i hire folks i tend to go uh you know we go through the interview process but then i also try to um, do something that's kind of different, you know, I go to lunch with them, I walk on the beach with them, I just try to get people, just try to understand and get to know people outside of the work environment.
0: I love it. Well, that is definitely going to be a podcast for another day, so t- tune in. <laughs> Joya, thank you so much for showing as what your organization, Linked Objects, has done, but also how as founder and CEO, you're leading with innovation, leveraging AI and especially creating cultures that innovate and perform. It's been really
1: fun speaking with you and have a
0: fantastic day. Thank you. So to find out more about Joya Messinger, you can either go to her website linkedobjects.com or you can find her on LinkedIn, which is, her name spelled different than you're gonna think it's spelled. It's G-I-O-I-A Messinger, M-E-S-S-I-N-G-E-R. And again, go to consulting, excuse me, go to linkedobjects.com and get inspired by the extraordinary things they are creating. So to listen to more podcasts like this, please visit macaulayandco.com forward slash podcast. You can also check out our online Blueprint for High Performing Leaders program to learn about critical board member issues, challenges, and solutions like those we brought up today in the podcast, or to attend our next meeting, go to directorsforum.com. Until next time, we wish you the best on positively impacting the organizations you lead.